Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Black and Save. I'm one of your hosts, Kai Green, and I'm Dr. Keisha. <laughs> Y'all, you know how I like to start this podcast off. Let me ask my beautiful, vibrant, lipstick popping hair. Hair looks like this style looks new. Like I've seen the style before, but like it's been a minute. So what's going on, Fred? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good. It's been a lot happening since the last time I saw you and we talked to uh-huh. like that. So, yeah. um, yes, I think I'm right here done. Um, Saturday. Yes, I got it done sat last Saturday um, because, you know, yesterday was yesterday was my birthday. Happy, happy birthday. It's your special day. Hey, happy, happy birthday. It's your special day. Hey. And hey. <laughs> so um, since the last time I saw you, um, I think I went to like this conference that was for all women of color. It was amazing. I saw one of my favorite um, person, people, academic. So Tracy McMillan Cotton, um, she's like a, she, she has a, oh gosh, I'm all over. She's been on Trevor Noah. She's a sociologist. I won't hold that against her. Um <laughs> She has a New York Times article. She has this book out called Thick. She's just like a really smart, funny black woman from the South. Mm-hmm. Um, I The way I think about her is like, if I had an American cousin, it would be her. Nice simple. I have little American cousins. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so shout out to all my Trinidadian cousins because I know sometimes they listen. Um, so yeah, yes, it was my birthday. And I spent all day yesterday traveling back to New York. So after that conference, I came back to New York and then I, I headed back down to Blacksburg because, you know, I've been working on this project um, that I've been telling you about. I haven't been telling everybody about because I'm kind of waiting to unveil it. There was a little bit of unveiling Tuesday night. So for the first time, people outside of my collaborators were able to see what I've been working on. Um, and... I, I wanted to kind of want to share about it, but I'm like, I should wait. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. It's really dope, y'all. It's really dope. And at some point, you guys can um, potentially participate in it. And so it's a mixture of, let me say this, it's a mixture of Black womanhood, Black girl magic, technology, music, sound. It's it's really dope. Um. So I presented that Tuesday night and yesterday was my birthday. We're recording this on a on a Thursday. But mm-hmm. you know, just for our listeners know. And I apologize if you hear noises. It's we're in a noisier neighborhood now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's alarm is going off. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> do you hear it? No, I don't. Oh, it's stopped. Okay, good. Cause it's really obnoxious. But um so I knew I was going to be traveling back on my birthday. I really wasn't going to get to do much because of where Blacksburg is. And sometimes it's it's challenging to get in and out when there's like two flights a day. And there's a lot that I have to. So long story short, yesterday had breakfast with the folks I've been working with. Got in a car with my mentor and another collaborator and drove with them to D.C. So that was probably like four hours. Um and then they dropped me at the airport and thankfully, cause I had a late, much later flight cause I didn't know, you know, but thankfully I got an earlier flight and I just came home. Um, so I was like, look, I ain't gonna be doing nothing for my birthday, <laughs> but being on airplanes, automobiles, the only thing I didn't get on yesterday was a train. Um, so I might as well look cute doing it. <laughs> So I went and got my little faux locks put back in. I got my little nails done. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I came home and I just been tired. <laughs> you said I came home and I just been tired. So. Yeah, like at some point this morning, I was like, Chris was the record. Let me text him because <laughs> the plan was to stay in the bed all day. Like that was yeah. the plan. 
Um, but yeah, thankful for another year of life and and all the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. So here's 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 the big question. Of course, have you like is there like one burning thing in you you're like either this is my big takeaway from this last year of life or here's this big thing that I want to do in this next chapter or this next this next year. Um and maybe yes on both, but I I don't know if it's burning in terms of want to do. I okay. think takeaway definitely um just be open to whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. last year, this time, we didn't know. Well, I did know that I was gonna go on sabbatical, but yeah. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was gonna be in DC. That was about the extent of it. Um, but all the experiences I had, all the people I met, like I didn't know. And if I wasn't open to the uncertainty of it all, like I wouldn't have experienced it. And if I hadn't in a lot of ways stepped out of my comfort zone, um, I wouldn't have experienced a lot of that. And so, um, that's, that's the biggest thing. It's just like the openness of it. Because the thing about me is that I'm a planner. And I need to know what's coming next. And <laughs> last year just sort of like took that away from me. And I leaned into it. I leaned into it. I'm still I'm struggling. I'm still struggling with it now because there are some movements that need to happen. Um, and so that yeah, I'm I'm excited for this project. I think it's really yep. just gonna take things in a different direction for me. It already has. Sure. Um, yeah, well, Yes. <laughs> it already has. And yeah. so this year, so I'd be in January, I usually pick a word for the year like that. Oh, okay. Like, and actually didn't happen until March. Cause you know, January I was traveling, I was all over the place. I wait till I got. Gallivants from the globe. We remember. <laughs> what did my brother call it? My vagabond lifestyle. That's what he called it. <laughs> so um this year um i have you probably can't see it behind me i have a little calendar thing that is so it says no hashtag no settle so it's like don't settle Mm um i'm i'm a big compromiser i can make anything work yeah after the initial oh my god this isn't after that i can make anything work and so sometimes i end up you know Sometimes life is about compromise. Sometimes it's about shifting and, but I could end up shifting so much that I end up way far away from where I want to be and who I want to be and what I want to do. And so when I say don't settle, it's like, no, I'm going to be saying this is what I want in a lot of different aspects of life. And if whoever or whatever situation I'm in, be it professional, personal, go into the store, um, they can't they can't give me that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that is my this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle that because I feel like this idea is gonna come back later in our conversation. I'm glad yeah. you say that. Um that's what's up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I like your shirt. Thank I you. really, really like this shirt. Like, it's yeah. very, it's giving motherland. Yeah. Yes. 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 That was, that was, that was the hope. I have a couple of these shirts. And like I said, I've gotten so many compliments on these shirts. And I was like, maybe I need to lean into this some more. So, uh, yeah. So, my wife is a big fan too and and they work really good for like if you need to preach and you don't really want to dress up and you just want to put a collar on or you're doing public theology and you need to put a collar on or protest which i'm going to be a part of one here soon uh you know you want to if you can wear a collar so if you all keep up with any texas stuff you know that we've got some interesting happen interesting things going on uh around um uh, trans rights. There's different things around um, uh, have the Ten Commandments in classrooms. 
Texas just has stuff going on. And so uh, there's a couple of uh, prayer vigils down at the Capitol I plan on participating in um, in, a, in a form of protest. And so, when you say the Capitol, you don't mean the January 6th Capitol. You mean the Texas state. I mean, te- yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's here in Austin, Texas. Like, okay. literally, my school is like three blocks away. Like, we're just around the corner. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, but thank you for the compliment on the shirts. Uh, definitely getting some more of those. Uh, everything else in my life is kind of like things are what they are. Uh, the wife is twenty four weeks now. It is y'all. Wait a minute. You ever watch a movie? <laughs> And people and people are having kids and it, it feels like they got all the time in the world. It's like they're reading books and classes like the movies, like make it seem like it's such a long period of time. You all listen, if you're starting a family, thinking about it close to somebody that's going through it, it is a really fast process. Like you, you find out you're, you know, there's a child coming. You make a couple of doctor's appointments and it's like overnight, um, your wife is showing you're trying to adjust to like, oh my gosh, how do I support? She's trying to adjust. Like you, you read articles and stuff like, you know, things are going to change, but it's just like a snap of the finger. Right. And so now this child, well, I shouldn't say this child, y'all, this little girl is, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We just had a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. We just had a gender. Oh yes. Yeah, a little. Oh girl. my goodness. Yeah, I will. I will. I will be a a, a girl dad. You are gonna be an amazing girl dad. Yes. I love little girls. Well, you know our friend Renalette has a little girl. Where we get off, I'm gonna play you my birthday message from her. It is hilarious. <laughs> She sings happy birthday, like, you know that song from um, Lamb Chop? It's the song that never ends. Yeah, she yeah. just kept looping it, and her mother kept trying to get her to end the song, and she just, so every year, I have, like, three years since she started, <laughs> she's, like, four, so since she started talking, I have, like, three yeah. years worth of voice notes of her singing happy birthday. Oh, my God. But this year, took the cake. She was ready. There. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Dad, yes! Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So working on that, like putting a registry together, I'm so pumped. I got I was one. Just about to ask you for that. I need that registry. Okay, I'll get it. To I got a front, y'all. I'm like, I was so excited about getting a front carrier because I want to be able to put the baby in the front. And because of the nature of my work, like, Y'all almost cry, just like in pro- Okay, here's the other thing. Every night, me and my wife, we lock pinkies and we we probably pray over the baby. Um, just the promises, just just all the promises we want for her. And just one of the things I really got moved to tears about, I was like, God, thank you so much for like the way my work schedule is. I can spend so much time with my child, you know. And the harness makes me so happy because when I'm just bopping around, she can be with, me. you know, it's like. Like just to have that level of access to be there with my child, to support my wife. Like these are just those baked in blessings of us being sometimes and we don't even think about. But I was like, Lord, I'm in a position where I'm going to get to spend as much. Look what the, what the memes say, you're going to be sick of me. My daughter going to be sick of me. I was about to say, are you ever going to let Dominique hold that child? I know, I know, I promise. <laughs> Listen, you're the second guy friend that I have that's about to have a little girl. Like, like, <laughs> so I, I met up with a friend of mine recently, and he's about, and he's named. She got like all four names. Like, she got all these names and everything, right? And I had to be like, he's like, yeah, because I'm going to be able to do this, I'm going to be able to do that. And I was like, you going to let the mama do some stuff too, right? Right. So I look, listen, y'all, can we take a minute and shout out these black girl dads? That just we after we after just yes I it's gonna be so it's it's there's about to be so much funny stuff like me figuring out how to do our hair um I have a friend that he does his daughter's hair yeah yeah he's he's um I don't know how old she is mm-hmm. but he he's all he I mean. 
mainly it's like a ponytail, you know. But still, but like, he doesn't have her out here looking crazy. That that's all I'm going for. Like, if my wife has to, you know, she's gone, she's doing whatever. I don't. My daughter have to be like, oh my god, I'm stuck with dad to do. Like, she know. Okay, she don't know. If she gonna be all right. She goes so, all right. Uh, I'm looking for it. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, little girl. Um, we're we're excited. No names yet. We're we're throwing off litter. So, if y'all have a good suggestion, send me a message. I will definitely consider it. And she gotta have a name that starts with K. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be the first name. Just one of the names. Okay. Uh, no names that sound that are, are near car and end in anything else just oh so i have a question for you yes where did this beef start like like what is it it just is i feel like so of course you did it's, you do you did what you did in the last episode and of course i get a phone call like like what did i do to your co-host right and so y'all he's been having his ongoing beef with one of our members I just been a, she's been a faithful member. She's even sang for us on special occasions and anniversaries. That a minute before they did it again. Well, you know they're all out at well, they're all in different states now. I, I know they out in the world, they free, but y'all wait. So I said I feel like somehow he felt some type of way that you could sing. It but it. <laughs> I'm going to leave this to God. So, we're open to any names, just none that sound like car, anything like that. Just move away from that whole genre of thing. Uh, <laughs> she going to get shit one of these days. You know, you're walking down the street, like, going to bust you upside your head. Well, uh, the height difference, it might be like, I'm like... I don't know, but <laughs> uh, now here's the truth. I I love giving good people a hard time. There you go. That's it. Uh, so, uh, but outside of all this stuff, the baby stuff, everything else, truly life is good. Um, next month, baby moves coming up. Going to Hawaii. 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 You know who used to live in Hawaii? Renalette used to live in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yep. Yeah, friend business on this episode. Listen here, all of, all the time he was busy. We're looking looking forward to that. And then y'all, this is reading week for me. Pray for me. Next week, I have to turn in four papers. Each paper is like ten pages long. <laughs> so yeah. I'm 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 trying. I'm getting there. But other than that, everything is good, friend, except for this crazy stuff that's going on out in the world, friend. Things that believers and I don't know, I got but different stuff that people got going on in the world, it is a lot. And let's get into it. Uh oh, quick shout out though before we do jump in those. I do want to two two thoughts. Special big shout out, prayers, uh Jamie Fox. I think we, we brought it up before, but just wanna cover them in the family i think i heard something about he was communicating with people but i think a message came out yesterday where he was like thank you and continue to pray for me or something like that yeah yeah definitely want to do that and i feel bad that i can't think of the young man's name right now but the young man that was the victim of the shooting uh uh who's recovering oh gosh oh he was he was going to pick up his younger sibling knocked on the door but um i'm just glad to know that he's recovering yeah that's god like oh y'all that was a hard one and i'm just i'm so grateful that that young man's okay yeah yeah for sure um okay well switching gears here getting i have my papers here getting getting up to the news desk getting into the news desk where where would you like to start my friend because oh no I mean, oh, let's. Where do you want to go? I mean, I don't have a chauffeur to blow the horn for you know the powerful prophetess of prayer, uh, the the chief mantle, the the chief mantler. Um, it's, I'll come on, you, you don't have one because you told me you're sitting in the library. Like they they 
and they'll put you out of the library and the school. What is that? This is a school of the faith. They didn't know I would just tell if I got my ancestral shirt on, they didn't know what I was doing. Ancestral <laughs> shirt. Oh, Lord. Yeah. No. So, what he's referring to a couple months ago, um, Juanita Bynum was selling an a intercessory prayer course, right? Mm-hmm. She was going to mantle people. She's going to let me mantle you. And so, I saw, I was on the TikTok and I saw somebody said, these students have graduated. <laughs> um, let me see if I can wait. I don't want to. My internet is doing some fun. Okay, inbox. I think I sent it to you. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. So, for never profit is Juanita Vine and this $1,499 pre institute. Well, her students have graduated. Give them a praise right there. Welcome to the world of intercession. You have been crucified yes. to pray on behalf of the body of Christ. Yes. So, that was, that's all, that's all they had. <laughs> um. <laughs> have you got your prayer certification, prayer? Well, so I can't pray. I don't know. What do you have your certificate? I mean, listen, I'm not a, intercession is not my ministry. God bless people who are intercessors, though. Aren't we all? I barely be no. I barely be making it for myself. I am an intercessor. I am not. Doctor Keisha, you don't be praying for people. Yeah, I be like God. Yeah, I be like. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Your whole, your voice went down a whole step. That's not what I talk to God. I get, that's my humble voice. I have a friend that <laughs> all your friends get this. Yeah, let me know. We know who my friend is this This thing about friends be I'm like, that's what is wrong with you today? All your friends just Listen. but now you. But you got to tell us now, this is not a friend. This is, say this you. No, this really is a friend. Like, she gets upset when people don't do right by me. <laughs> and she'll say stuff like, God made their food be salty. Like, <laughs> and there's no water around. <laughs> uh, so listen, if you've ever... <laughs> Had it out with Keisha. I had anything, and your blood pressure all of a sudden went up. <laughs> this is this is this is a problem. So what I'm what I'm saying is, I think you know, I think there are people who like they really are called to intercede, and usually they don't take a for a class for fourteen ninety nine to do so. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not one of those people. I just. I'd be like, a lot of days, and I, I think I said this on here last year, i just be like, help. Send help. A friend. She said, welcome to the world. <laughs> she said, you are now, what, ordained to intercede. To yeah. Yeah. But with the what? body of, the, yeah. I, I done forgot already what she said. That's why I can't be an intercessor because I've been the forgot the list they gave me. Y'all, can I tell you something? Oh, I don't even know if I should share this. This has, yeah, but I'm going to, I can't help myself. <laughs> Y'all, sometimes like I have been at places where it, it was a decent sized crowd and then people come up later and they'd be like, I want you to pray for me. And in the moment, you really mean it. You really be like, yes. I will. Okay, yes. And then later, you forget. Oh, Fred. I have a solution for that. And okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, but go ahead, finish your story. And so, like later, I'll be like, dear Lord, I pray for those who have lifted their petitions before. Please forgive me that I don't remember their name or the specifics of the situation, but I, I know you do. I have a solution for that because, you know, sometimes when people know you're a Christian, they'll be like, you know, pray for me. Mm-hmm. 
in that moment, before that person walks away or as they walk away, I'll stand a quick one up. I got you. That's because I feel bad about that. Like, because you... But, so, yeah, I, I send a quick one up. Like, I literally do. But, y'all, if you're listening to this and you know people, particularly if your church did what happened to me in this situation, so they had kind of like a receiving line at the end of service. and Or you have people that want to come up to you and talk about the sermon, just different things. If you walk up to a preacher during that time and ask them to pray, like, just be mindful that it's a lot of people coming up to them and talking. We may or may not remember, and you might get a very general prayer. Not to say that that doesn't work, but you know, just you didn't need to tell the people that. I'm just saying, be my okay. All right, I'm sorry. And you might as well be like, don't come up at all because we ain't gonna remember. No, no and I, I, I'm just gonna be like, yay, God. And that's gonna be the end of the prayer. Sprinkles on top, Holy Spirit sprinkles. But yeah, for me, I realize people really, you know, they really be. I don't be having no receiving lines because, you know, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> would it? Prophetess, you want a one needle $14.99. I don't have it. See, that's the thing. I don't have $14.99, so I can never get a receiving line. Does the fourteen ninety nine come with the receiving line? Anyway. Does she do corner? Does she do pay later? Like, kid. I don't know. I just was like, I'm just like, I realize that people, a lot of times, they really, and sometimes it's people, I'm not talking about people at church, I'm talking about people that aren't necessarily like active church, you know, and they, for them to say, to, to, to form the words and make the request, I think sometimes it's a lot. And so I've just been like, in that moment, um, I will just, you know, and and I've had instances where people call me to talk about something and they'd be like, can you pray with me? And I'd be like, whoo. Right. <laughs> the moon? The whole me? <laughs> um, so in, the, in that moment, I will just pray for that person. And if it so happens that I'll, I'll remember. Um, what's been happening lately here, though, is that even some days where, like, I, I really do struggle to pray for myself a lot of times. Yeah. Um, there have been like a list of people that I routinely pray for because of like mm -hmm. what I know is going on in their life or whatever like that. And I, th I think that's God to like, cause usually I don't remember, but here lately I've been able, even on days where I'm just like, thank you God for waking me up today. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite formulate my requests for myself. Right. I will say a prayer for them. Okay. So. Say a little prayer for me. Yes. And listen, if that's some of y'all and you're like, truly, <clears throat> one of the things uh, I've not replicated it over Instagram because I'm, you know, lazy. Uh, but on my Facebook page. <laughs> oh, I've been seeing that. Yeah. I've been doing this on purpose. Daily prayers. It's like one sentence. Real, really short. Just meant to be a one sentence prayer. Right. And I'm laughing because we we've landed here. I wasn't even think I wasn't even thinking about it. But as Dr. Keisha said, like, even a someone who's like, I am in seminary, I am around the things of in the word of God a lot. <laughs> sometimes exactly what she said, I forget to pray for myself. Or sometimes I just forget to pray. Like I just, I'm waking up and thinking about the day. So I started doing these little one line prayers and man, I know what, it just felt good first thing in the morning kind of set that intention with God, what I wanted my day to look like, whatever it was, and just getting it out there. And then I would say these prayers. And then funny enough, when I was walking to class or something like that, because the prayer wasn't super long, a lot of times that one sentence would just kind of roll over my brain over and over and over and over. And then different ways that that thing could come to let prayer could come to life for me. I would begin to imagine what that day could be and what it could look like. So anyway, if you're kind of struggling with some of your prayer and you just want a spark of what you can do, check out my Facebook page. I, I'm, I've been fairly consistent. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just really have to clean my throat. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I've been seeing those. They, they those things are a blessing. It's nice when you scroll in and you see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let me say this in all seriousness: like, if you feel like you are called to be an intercessor, you do not need to take somebody's class, right? Like, just mm-hmm. go to the prayer meeting at your church. Normally, they'll have prayer requests, so you can practice there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I've seen where people, and and honestly. You know, this leads me to like another thing, but I want to give some, I want to give some good pointers for people that, that I think a good point is, yeah. um, the Bible is God's word and it basically is, is our manual, you know, uh, you know, people that said, what is it? Basic instructions before leaving earth or whatever, yeah. like is an acronym for the Bible. But if you want to learn more about prayer, um, just do a search. Right. I use the Bible app. They have all the different like devotionals and stuff like that. If you just put in prayer or pray, like all kinds of things will come up. You can even do a, a Google search and be like, what teachings are there about prayer in the Bible? And you can do that on your own. And you can, you know, God really just leads us to what we need to do. And, and he places gifts inside of us that we don't need to pay $14.99. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the other thing is like, I remember being a young woman and, um, people coming up to me at church and being like, what's going on with you? Um, or they were praying for me and they got some sort of, or they got some sort of impression to pray for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so like, I remember this one, I, I remember several people, I'm not even gonna, and they, it's always like, they're asking me questions. God didn't send you to ask me anything. <laughs> you know, Z. At this point, uh, if God impresses on you to pray for somebody, just pray for them. That's all. That's all you're supposed to do. And and that's another thing. I think sometimes, you know, people come to our minds while we're going through our day and maybe somebody you haven't spoken to for a long time or whatever the case might be. And just say a quick prayer for them or and just shoot them a text and be like, hey, I was just thinking about you. Ooh. Because a lot of times that thought comes to you and you dismiss it. And then later on, you know, you find out something was going on. Like you, you get more information. So you don't need to ask anything, but when you get that impression, like trust that you should like say a quick prayer for that person and also just check in on them. Be like, Hey, was you all right? And you don't have to tell people I'm praying for you. Like that's weird. Man, that's so annoying. That is so. Like what you want a cookie? Right. Right. Okay, now I'm being petty. No, and sometimes I'm like, "What do you, you want a heavenly coupon? Is that, is that what you want?" I just, I think if if this is your gifting, if this is what God has called you to do, then you do it. Absolutely. For fourteen ninety nine, friend. And that's not fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents, y'all. That's fourteen hundred, hundred and ninety nine dollars. And listen, and just so y'all know, again, I'm I'm going to a pretty respectable seminary. Do you all know how many prayer certification classes I have? They ain't over there teaching you how to pray. Apparently, they're doing it the wrong way. I I should have paid fourteen ninety nine, got my honorary prayer certificate from Doctor Biden. So you- also considering that I don't know if you guys seen this, it's funny, it's worth a watch. Uh. Juanita was somewhere preaching and she said that there were what 21 people to give a thousand dollars or something like that. And people weren't really moving very fast. And then she was like, if you, if you give, she was going to give you one of her prayer cloths. And she goes, these prayer cloths have been in my, on the floor in my prayer room, prayer room for like a year. And I just thought to myself, I don't, Ew. I don't want <laughs> free. Oh. I was like, that's hey, not the, that's shut another. Up. Shut so the Christians that are developing discernment. Yeah. <laughs> now, Thank Siri, you for that. Siri think I'm talking to her. <laughs> Did you name your Siri Juanita? No, but just because I said, hey, I guess Siri thought well, I was talking. So this is what came up. How to develop your spiritual discernment from Legionnaire Ministries. <clears throat> Seven keys. For developing spiritual discernment, life, hope, and truth. And when the spiritual gift of discernment turns sour, Lifeway Research. Uh-oh. Now, Lifeway, I would 
now Siri came now I would go to the Lifeway website. I don't know about these other people, but I would go to the Lifeway because they do a lot of um a lot of people like Priscilla Shire and mm-hmm. um CC Winans and people like that, uh women of God, you know, they have like they do stuff with Lifeway. Mm-hmm. So I would I would go there. That was an accident. I don't know, but as we were on the topic. If I thought if you told me the Siri came back with $14.99. See? See, that's what I'm saying. Siri didn't even come up with that. But I saw there was another. Yeah. I don't know if you sent it to me. It was a pastor in Africa somewhere that he was getting mad because he was telling people, come give. Oh, yeah. To get their blessing. And the people was not moving. They were not moving. Fred, he started doing a countdown. Yep, he started going down lower and lower. He's like, I'm going to leave here with something today. I'm going to leave here with something today. I wish Shout I could. Shout out to the Christians. Shout out to the Christians that are developing discernment um, and realizing that you do not have to give these people your money. Pay your mm-hmm. tithes and offering. You don't. Ask and... God what else you need to do. But um, Because speaking of Christians coming alive and coming away, can we talk about? Can we talk about the helmet of salvation? Can we talk about this sister? I I really at this point I'm like I wish I actually knew her name. <laughs> I because I'm not sit up here to be like Derek Jackson's wife or ex-wife because I think they've gotten a divorce, right? That is my understanding. They are uh, they are divorced, and I believe her name is I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct. Denaya, 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 maybe maybe it's mm-hmm. Denaya. Um, I've seen this on several whole social media platforms where people are like, you know, people really came at her when it was revealed that she was his wife because right. he was like this swole, allegedly handsome dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start using the word allegedly. <laughs> I put allegedly in front of everything, okay? Uh, <laughs> He was a small, allegedly handsome dude that, um, and here she was in this bonnet. She looked real plain. And you even saw pictures of her before where she looked like way better. You saw what, because they were dating since they were like in high school. So he was like the scrawny little thing that like bolts up and he started feeling himself and then he turned into, you know, whatever. Um, so now there are all these photos of her. Sister's, sister's not wearing the helmet of salvation. Everybody came at her, was like, why is he with her? Why she looked like that? And that's why she said that she was wearing her helmet, her bonnet was her helmet of salvation. Yeah. Um, and then now there are all these photos of her looking really fly. She looks amazing. And she, uh, I think the caption on one of the photos was like, what was it, like Christian girl swag or? gospel girl swag, holy girl swag, something like that. Um, which, I mean, y'all know the small things tickled me. I just, I thought, I thought that was funny, but personally to see her, uh, I, I don't know if I can say rediscover herself, whatever is happening for her, her is a beautiful thing to watch, yes. right? There is something about, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm biased here, friend, but one thing I do like about social media, I love it when I co- come across an image and it's just black people really enjoying themselves. Just having, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Uh, just having a true moment of joy. I feel like we deal with so much stuff, right? Just being able to see a black person happy is good. Like, I'm not one from glorifying. Well, I ain't going to say glorifying. Like, there's probably people that are going to shoot negative negative at them for even having a divorce and all of that. Listen, I I just believe sometimes things just are right. You it's made a mistake. Not, it's it's just not right. And how you get out of that thing in reclaiming your life and reclaiming joy and peace in your life, if if it leads you to do that, you're not gonna hear me over here fussing at you and all up in your business. Like find yourself, be happy and be free. And one of the thoughts, though, Dr. Keisha, that came to me from this, and I'm wondering, I can just things I can speak to from my perspective and my experience in the church, but 
I find fashion dressing style in the church to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Right. And particularly just like what, like, I don't know if I could put a scale on it. Is how often does the thought of faith and, and clothing expectations, how often does that, you know, impact how you dress, how you operate just in a, on a daily um, I mean, I think it's shifted. I think we we spoke about this. We spoke about this in our first episode, just being a young woman growing up in church, being told not to wear certain things because it's gonna make the brothers fall yeah. or whatever. <laughs> they already on the floor. Um allegedly. Oh <laughs> but so I think there, there, there has made it, it as a young woman, it made me hyper aware of how I was dressing to come to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even outside of church, like it really, even, even at a smaller size, I've always been curvier mm-hmm. and it, it, it impacted me just like covering up myself more than I needed to. Right and not really celebrating that part of me. And I, and I think a lot of women in the church can talk about that, right? Well, um, I think in recent times, I've had to adhere to a dress code because I was like upfront. Sure. Um, but since COVID, um, you know, I've been at the house, <laughs> but you know, now I've been going back out a little bit. I've, I just put on whatever I feel cute in. Right. Because I'm I'm not upfront. Yeah. I have my own style. And I think even when I was upfront, like I have all these jewelry. Like I have a friend that came to help me move, not this time, but the time before. And she was like, yeah. I didn't know there was church jewelry. Because I have all these pieces that I would just wear to church. And so yeah. and so it's an interesting thing when you do have to adhere to a dress code or the limitations of what you can or can't wear, I find that women find ways to express their fashion mm-hmm. sense. So I noticed like the super conservative, like um, white church people, those mm-hmm. women's heels are ridiculous. Yeah. They, <laughs> they will have on like some hopey dope dress, right? Mm-hmm. And some stilettos that you're like, those shoes that I saved. Right. But that's what they could get away with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I would always wear, you know, and I wasn't wearing hopey dope stuff necessarily. And I need to be comfortable. So my shoes, they're going to be of a height, but not a ridiculous height. So I think right. for me, it was my jewelry. Like I would have like these chunky pieces. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think for women, the way we engage with fashion, particularly as it comes to attending church, Mm-hmm. has a lot to do with some restrictions that may or may not be placed on us. Yeah. yeah. Um, our body types, right? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it translates out into how we show up in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I was really, and I'm even like going like even to the world piece. Like I'm, and I'm, I, because my thing here is not to beat up on Danae. Am I Danae? I think it's Danae. I'm not the godmother. I don't know. Um, it's, it's not to beat up on her, but like one of the things I noticed was the stuff where she was included in Derek's things. You know, it just maybe she maybe she was being comfortable, but it it didn't it didn't seem like to me that she was like, oh my gosh, I'm planning to be a part of this thing that's going out, and I'm you know what I'm saying? Like I'm putting on. I think even when I saw pictures of her at church or whatever, she didn't look this fly. And there's a way that some some men that some Christian men that can be very controlling about how their women present themselves. Mm-hmm. So that I don't have experience with that. So that's where my brain was going. That that's exactly where I'm teeing this up to go. And I wonder that was a part of me. I went. I wonder how much he influenced her. You know what I'm saying? Like her style, and even like now with me and my wife, it's something that we talk about. Like. Cause one day, you know, maybe I will pass to her church and what does that look like? You know, style, what are the implications of coming? Oh, y'all people now y'all better mind y'all business and leave Dominique alone. 
if they're if they're smart, they will. Because it's that's good. I'm tell y'all now. <laughs> oh no. But like, just you know, like thinking through that, and then even for myself having leadership, like I enjoy working out, but you will not find a lot of like workout content for me, or or like shirtless. I don't even when we go to the beach. Like I'm super. I don't know. Like I'm trying to find my own comfort there, but like I'm super cognizant. Yeah, I think like, like, I think you should be yourself. Yeah. I yeah. think God wants us to be ourselves. I, I think that um, you think about what that means in terms of your role and who you are and things like that, but you don't want to get so caught up in the role, which is it potentially is what happened with her, and it happens with a lot of people, both men and women. You get so caught up in the role that who you are never shows up. Right, right. <laughs> right. You know, when it comes to like fashion, you know who really does it is um Sarah Jakes Roberts. Like she just does it. Ooh. She just <laughs> she 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 has her style and she, I mean she has she works with stylists and all these kinds of things, but she'll still preach that you know, she'll still preach that heavy, you know what I'm saying? And I think I her <laughs> Her husband's always there sort of encouraging her. And that's what we see, right? We can only go based off of what we see. And I just think right. that there had to have been something in this dynamic that did not allow her to show up as her full self. Um, or maybe, you know, sometimes we, we, we change and we grow and we develop. And I wonder if as she was changing and growing and develop, if that would have been accepted in that union. It may or may not have been. I don't know. Oh, that's but the point. I think... A lot of times, you know, there's and, and and this goes outside of Christian or whatever, right? Like like oh, yeah. people meet each other that they present themselves a certain way, and then you they get married, and people have all these ideas about what a wife should look like, what a husband should look like, and and want things to change. And I don't know. I think it, it's it's all about being true to yourself and and yeah. and being who God has called you to be. Um, and not what somebody is demanding of you. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And it's that, um, and like I said, that, that, that space I find myself now is that taking ownership of, of what I decide, how I want to be, what, like, but it's also that for me is now that taking ownership of that, right? And going, this is me. This is, you know, this is what it is and figuring that out. Um, in that vein, friend, I want to push to maybe our last topic for the podcast. Which is this whole thing with Ebony K. Williams and Oyala Van Zandt. Uh, it is really taken off on the internet. Uh, Ebony was, uh, who was a, I think, technically, I mean, she's an attorney, but she also, uh, she hosts this show on Revolt TV. She was uh, interviewing life coach Oyala uh, Van Zandt, and they were having this discussion of masculine energy and feminine energy. Um, and down into the conversation, uh, they were talking about dating and I think Ebony had given like some statistics on dating, something like that, maybe some demographic information. And then a young, uh, a young, a challenger and, you know, and just said, Hey, would you date a bus driver? And Ebony K. Williams responds, I will date if he owns the bus. I think is I think I got that right is is what she says was what is what she said back and their conversation went on, but it has hit social media and there's just been a lot of stuff said out there. I think I think it seems to be leading though that a lot of people having a very negative reaction towards Ebony uh, for for her statement. So I have some thoughts there, but of course you know I just no wanna... go for it. you go for it. I want to hear your thoughts first. So I I found it. I find it interesting, right? In the sense that um, I think that we have a, a tendency to to just try to flatten things out. And we, we think that when a person gives a response that there's no nuance or there's no color there. Um, because in her response, right, to say that, you know, if he owns the bus, now I could take that and I could go, oh, well, she's saying that or she's emphasizing, I don't know, money or career over other characteristics. I can, I can make that simple. Oh, that's, that's what she's doing. Now, 
my common sense, my rightful sense, I mean, this is a, this is a successful woman. I know that there's other things that go along with what she's trying to communicate here. So to me, what I hear of their response is she does, she's looking for a partner that is further, that, that is further along financially, but also I think further along mentally, emotionally, all these different components. I think there's a whole picture there. Um, so the, the way we flatten that out really, 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 really bothers me. Number two, uh, personally, I think that a person has to, has the right to set the expectations for what they want in a partner. But in, in having those rights, to me, the only other thing I do with that, I say, you also have to accept who that cuts out of your life. If it makes it harder to date, it makes it harder to date if that's what you want. So take ownership of what you want. So I applaud her for taking ownership of what she wanted, what she's looking for, being clear about it. Um, and, and for setting those, ever setting those boundaries, I'm not a big proponent of all this masculine energy, feminine energy stuff. It it's there. There's, there's conversation to be had there. Um, but to me, the thought is you as a person should have an idea of who you're looking for. Right. And I think due diligence would be to say, where do I find this person? What does that, what does that even look like? Um, and being able to accept the risk and the things that come along with that. And then lastly, the other takeaway, which is something my wife said, I was like, yeah, no, you're right. No matter where you stand, there's always going to be a cohort of people. They're just not going to understand your side, think negatively, negatively of you or throw you under the bus. So again, ultimately, if you're not okay with your reasoning and not vetted out your own reasoning, then that's where your aim should be. Because no matter which side you follow, there's going to be an audience that's going to tell you you're wrong for doing it the way that you do. So those are a few thoughts. Go ahead. So, and, <laughs> all right. Her, her response, that statement doesn't, it, when she says, if he owns a bus, who owns a bus, Evan? Who owns a bus? Oh. <laughs> like, who, <laughs> the city bus? The bus that the city organization owns? No, that he drives for local events. So he owns a transportation. Yeah. Or the bus company. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a thing in, in New York City that I know a lot of women always say, and I also understand where she's coming from. I totally understand where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. Bus drivers and sanitation workers, they have amazing benefits. My friend has gone. Okay, go ahead. What? Yeah. You, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I want to see where this goes. Right. So, and they unionize. They're making bank. So, if it's about making money, the statement doesn't make sense. Right? Okay. Now, if you're talking about, well, I want somebody who I can have stimulating conversation with who understands my world, because I understand, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a PhD, um, I'm a tenured professor. Everybody doesn't understand what that means, right? Like, like, I had somebody ask me one time, like, it was on the weekend, and they were like, oh, you working today? I'm like, what? <laughs> right? Or if I'm like, oh, like, they, like, you don't understand the rhythms. And, right. and I'll use you as an example, and don't answer, and don't say yay or nay about anything. But, before your wife, you dated other people mm -hmm. and they weren't of her caliber in the sense of they were not graduate students. They were not earning a doctorate. They were not trying to get into the academy. And so there are nuances about her life that you can see are very different from anybody else that you've ever dated. Mm -hmm. But you've also been around a lot of other people that have been in her position. So you would have had an understanding of what her life was like when you met her. So that even when she's like, I have prelims or I got to write 
you understand what that means. The average man does not understand what that means. And I think that's what she's getting at in some ways is that if somebody, you know, took the civil service exam for after high school and they started driving a bus, they don't understand these worlds that I've been navigating. And so their support may not be there because they'd be like, you tripping. <laughs> or they might not understand how to support you. But I think within that, you might have people who actually do understand that and who actually do know how to, you know, so to say that, I just, I don't know, but I understand that it's the very rare bus driver that's going to be able to get her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but then it might be that she wants somebody who moves in certain circles. Right. And the bus driver is not going to be moving in those circles. And if that's important to her, you know, I was, I saw on Twitter, Mark Lamont Hill said, you know, what it comes down to is that a lot of people feel like black women should just accept what's out there and not have standards <laughs> that, so, so it's like, don't, I understand that her statement has some, um, holes in it and, and comes across as very classist. Um, and you know, you shouldn't shame people for labor. Like, you know, a lot of women are like, well, at least he got a job, right? Because the person who owns the bus company could be in a lot of debt. Right. Could be not a good person. Right. Right. And so, like you said, we say things, we say things very flat and there are nuances to lots of things. So I understand where she's coming from because sometimes, especially when we look at the race at which black women um are getting advanced degrees sometimes we're just navigating worlds that our partners are not familiar with and that puts a strain on the relationship i would agree yeah 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 and so i i think yes like i i agree with all of those things and so i think one of the things that's come up in a lot of conversations i've been having is just trying to remind people even y'all if we're talking about interpreting life, if we're talking about interpreting scripture, the truth is we all, we all do it through a different set of lenses, right? Your, your experience as, as a black woman, your, your, your experience in education, your experience in education, particularly in the South versus the North, my, the, the denominations I've been a part of, my, my geography, my socioeconomic background, all of these things come into play when I'm reading the Bible and when I'm interpreting the Bible. So when I might be preaching or I might be expressing something about the word, how it's, I feel like it's my responsibility to be as aware of who I am and how, who I am impacts what I'm sharing. But also, also I'm hoping that I'm doing this in community with people who understand that we each might have a little bit of a different lens. And when you say something that maybe isn't exactly what I would say, then I know that before I jump off the deep end, the thing to do is to really engage you around the nuance of those things to get a better understanding. And again, that's true in your love life. That's true if you're trying to interpret scripture is that sometimes things are not as black and white as you want to make them to be. A little bit more work needs to be done there. And the sooner that we can stop vilifying the other side and not giving them a little bit of trust to say that maybe there's something good that they're going for here. As we break down trust in one another, it's going to be so much harder for us to build churches and communities that work. And even more so poignant, it's going to be even harder for us to build relationships that work. And that's black, white, yellow, brown, whatever, but particularly in talking to the African-American community. There's so much challenge between men and women within our culture already. And I hate it when these articles and these things come out and the negative in them get so trumped up that the, the, the important positive parts about what they are um, just get run, get run over. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Um, but I just, I want us to understand there's more nuance. There's more more that goes into interpreting life, interpreting scripture. Yeah. And that's the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the doors of the church are open. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, please leave comments on the podcast. Please um, leave comments and us messages on our social media. 
Um, you can follow us at black.saved on Instagram. You can also follow me at Dr. Keisha. That's D-R underscore K-E-I-S-H-A-N. You can follow me at Kai Green Speaks. That's at Kai Green Like the Color Speaks. All right, y'all. Bye. All right. <laughs>